0: Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Right now, though, on The Sunday Café, it is time to talk animals. Now, if you have a question for Darren Rowe, who is a dog behaviourist, now is your chance to get it in. 3920 is a text, or you can call us on 0800 844 747. Right here on The Sunday Café. Hey, Darren, morning to you. Good morning, Noel. How are you? I'm doing really well, really, really well. Um, now, I don't know where we've still got... There we go. There The music's gone. There was, some, was there, was that some, music. there was some funky music there for a while. I was just sort of it getting... was pretty cool, wasn't it? I never not heard that before. I thought we were going to go through the whole show with some of that sort of grooving behind us. I was
1: having a little dance in the background. Yeah, then. I
0: know. I know you were. I can see it. Um, but tell you what, though, time to talk animals uh, and yeah. specifically dogs. And interestingly, tug-of-war or the game of tugging with dogs. I had never given this much thought, but there's a difference between tugging or tug of war.
1: Yeah, well, I kind of, um, sort of touched on it a couple of months ago when we were talking about dog-dog interactions and, and how we interact with our dog but um, I had quite a few people sort of phoning in saying well you know how do you actually play Tuggy because like yourself you know what, what, is, what is Tuggy and what you know how, what are the rules around that so I, I guess we need to think about the difference between Tug of War and Tuggy and, and most people think of Tuggy a Tug of War so you're tugging on your dog and you, you're trying to win and, and all that kind of stuff Tug of War is a battle between two people isn't it and, and that's certainly not something we want to set up with our dogs I want to make sure that the game is fun and that we're both sort of getting some kind of enjoyment from it. Um, and probably for me, one of the most important things is that I think that Tuggy is a crucial game. I think it's probably one of the most important games that we should play with our dogs for their well-being. And, and most people just think about when they play with their dogs, they throw a ball, don't they? Ew. And the dog chases the ball and then brings it back and or, or doesn't bring it back normally, to be honest. Yeah, But it's my if dog. you think about... Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but if you think about what Tuggy is, a dog is grabbing something and it's trying to sort of, um, you know, it's going to be pulling it from left to right and having a real sort of like fun time with it. And what it's doing is keying into that predator-prey instinct, that prey drive that they have. And, and that's something that we really need to exercise because if you think about all the different behavioral problems that dogs have, or the majority of them, they're all involving their teeth, aren't they? And they're all chasing things and that kind of stuff. And that's that prey drive coming into action. And um, if we give it a proper outlet, and um, then we can stop those sort of bad behaviours, or stop that pro drive coming out into bad behaviours. So for me, it's a necessity, not not something that we should just think it's a nice thing to do. That's really interesting. That's something we have to do with our dogs.
0: Because I would have thought that um, that playing it might encourage your dogs to have that behaviour, but you're saying no, it doesn't.
1: Uh, no, we'll, we'll touch on all those kind of things in, in a few minutes, I guess, um, uh, in terms of um, what the pres- what the perceptions of what Tuggy is um, and what it can do for your dog outside, because there are some kind of crazy ideas out there, um, which we'll, we'll talk about. But first of all, I just want to make sure that um, there are some types of situations where you shouldn't play um, Tuggy with a dog. But I still believe that every breed of dog, no matter what, whether it's a bully breed whether it's a terrier, all those kind of things, all those dogs should play and should be able to play tuggy. There's no reason why um, we don't have to make excuses because it's a bully-bully and then we're going to encourage that biting, okay? But there are a few situations, <clears throat> and one of them is if your dog's injured. So like everybody, if you pull the muscle, you strain the muscle, the last thing you want to do is play tuggy because it's quite a strenuous um, game. If they're doing it properly, it's quite a strenuous game and that could sort of make that injury even worse. And um, the other thing is, and this might be common sense, but probably not, um, if they've got a dental problem, their teeth are sore. Um, if they're an old dog and they've got really bad teeth, then probably tuggy's not a game for them because they're going to be using their teeth to hold on to that tuggy, aren't they? And depending on what you're using, that could be quite sore. Right. And then the other one is if they're a puppy and they're going through teething, um, quite often when we play tuggy with, with puppies, if they're going through teething, then they might Sort of hurt their teeth as well. So if you do do that, and I still strongly believe you should actually play tuggy with um, little puppies when they're teething, but do it very, very um, short periods and with a really, really soft toy. And the other one, and this is a really important one, and I come across this all the time when it comes to. My work. if you've just got a rescue dog then playing tuggy at the very beginning is probably not a good idea because you don't know the background of that dog you don't know if that dog may have sort of a history of aggression towards people at high arousal levels and when we're playing tuggy we're going to be arousing that dog you know his, his arousal level is going to shoot up so, so that's sh- a safety thing really so you should still play
0: tuggy with your rescue job but maybe wait a bit till the dog's been with you for a while
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I would probably try and sort of leave it maybe a month just to to see the lay of the land and see what the dog's like. Those behaviours start to come out then um, and you'll see if they're showing sort of signs of aggression towards you then maybe that's something you want to be thinking because we don't want them to then get too excited and then come back at you. Right. But that's very rare. I've, I've hardly ever seen that, I will say. And normally those sort of things are disclosed to you when you take on the dog as a rescue dog or should be from the rescue uh, centre anyway.
0: So what are some of the things it's that you not- hear when people say, you know, that people have been told they shouldn't play tuggy with the dog?
1: Yeah. So, so I've, over the years, I mean, over, what, 20 years, I've heard it all, to be honest. Um, I've kind of got a couple there that i think Um One of the things is... Um, don't use leather toys or toys um, that have uh, the, the, like the fur, like a, a bunny fur or possum fur, because that's going to encourage a dog to chase after livestock. Dog, dogs are not that stupid. <laughs> you know, just because you've got the taste of leather doesn't mean they're going to go and suddenly terrorise all the cows. Right. Um, that, I don't think there's ever been a reported case of that situation. And if a dog's going to run after a bunny, it's probably got quite a high prey drive anyway. So it's yeah. likely to do that, regardless of whether you play tuggy or not. In fact, it's likely to do it less if you do play tuggy because you're giving it an outlook for that anyway. that makes sense yeah? <clears throat> um I've often heard that you don't play in fact, quite recently, I was training a little labrador and I, and I heard um I, I was introducing tuggy and the, and the guy said to me, "Oh, I've been told by my gun dog club not to play tuggy because it makes their mouth really hard um." Again, for me, I've never seen that. I find that's quite a difficult one to um, to agree with. If the dog's got a hard mouth in the first place, it's going to have a hard mouth, whether it's playing tuggy or whether it's retrieving the bird anyway. Right. Um, playing tuggy is a, a totally separate thing. It's not going to impact on that. Um, if you think about it, tuggy, they're holding onto something and not wanting to let go of it. When you're retrieving a bird, it's about releasing, so it's about the training. To make sure they don't do that. Quite often, I've seen people that play really hard tuggy when they do obedience, and then they'll bring a the dumbbell back and they'll be soft mouth as anything. So it can be done. It's not, okay. not about the tuggy. Yeah. Um, this is a big one, isn't it? Um, dogs growling. Um, Any time the dog barks or growls, it's aggressive. As far as I'm concerned at the moment, or as far as people are concerned at the moment, but actually, when they're playing tuggy, they'll be growling like anything because you're keying into that predator-prey drive, and you want them to growl. You want them to get really excited. They're not rehearsing dominance and won't become aggressive towards you. Okay, that's not what it's all about. It's about them having fun. Okay. Um, when we have fun, we shout and scream and laugh. Yep, they do the same, but they growl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're so, true. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, if you think about the the um, sort of different theory that we talked about, and I think it was maybe even last time about the, the dominant theory and about you being the boss and that kind of stuff. Yeah. If... Um, If you're playing with a tuggy, and some people will believe that, you know, if you're making a a war where the dog has to lose every time, then that's going to start to promote this resource guarding, and the dog's going to cover that tuggy and say, I'm not giving it back to you, and I'll fight you for it. Again, doesn't happen. Never seen it. Dogs enjoy the game, and and when you put the rules in there, they they understand the rules, and they're happy to play that game. Okay. Um, And... I guess the last one is that, um, and this is a bit of a caveat with this one, because um, if you're playing tuggy with your dog, they do get super excited, so if you've got other dogs around, then and they get excited too, then you might end up with the dogs competing for that toy, so it is a little bit of a safety thing there, um, and I've not seen dogs bite each other, but they do try and get their toy, <clears throat> and you might have a dog that's that's my toy that I am playing with my owner, sort of thing. So, so we talk about where you shouldn't play tuggy a bit later on.
0: Okay, there are things like that. If you would like to put a question to Darren, uh, animal behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs, then you can get it into us right now on oh eight hundred eight double four seven four seven. The the text is three nine two zero. Thank you, Adam. I have got your text. It's come through with your <laughs> your joke. I came through eight times, Adam. I don't know if you meant to send it eight times, but it's come through eight times. Possibly not going to read that one out in the radio. Uh, 0800 844 747 is the number. 3920 is the text on the Sunday Cafe. 16 minutes past nine on Magic Talk.
1: Make your comments heard.
0: Text Magic Talk. 3920. Relax and unwind, but stay informed. It's the Sunday Cafe on Magic Talk. So, Darren, how do you teach your dog to be interested in toys?
1: Yeah, so so quite often my clients say, "Well, my dog doesn't play with toys," and and I, you know, and, and that's fair enough. Some dogs, some dogs don't, on the outside, seem like they're too bothered about playing with toys. Yeah, that's my but, dog. It's all down to yeah, but it's all down to you. It's all down to you making it exciting. Um, it's very very rare that you see a dog that's not interested in playing. I'm my dog eating something it probably shouldn't. Have done. Um, thank you <laughs> <clears throat> and it's very rare that you see a dog um, not wanting to play with a bunny rabbit. Yeah. Um because that bunny rabbit makes itself so exciting that it just can't help it. Yeah. So so we need to do the same kind of thing. And there's a little foolproof method from a, a lady called Susan Garrett, um, who is a dog trainer in the US, an amazing duality trainer. And she's um she uh has got a method of doing it and it's it's kind of they're a bit strange, but um, it's a really good one. So what you do, and if you've got a pen, you can write all this down. So what you do is you, you get a toy that the dog likes, or watch the dog first of all and see what they're putting things in their mouth. And, and if they're grabbing for the soft sort of um, socks and things, then you can make a toy or buy a toy that's similar to that. Yep. So you get that toy and you put it in a drawer and show them it's in the drawer. And then what you do is you, just before dinner time, when they're quite excited, um, you go to the drawer, but you start being a bit silly. And you go, oh, where is it? can you find it, what is it, and, and start to act very strange and say all those kind of things and move around really quickly and the dog will start to get interested in you and then what you do is you open the drawer and pull the toy out and show it to them but you don't let them have it and you start playing with it and going crazy and you're making it really, really exciting, <laughs> running around, banging it on the floor all those kind of things, you're, you're animating the toy, making it light, and the dog's going to look at you and go, what the hell are you doing, sort of thing you know? and <clears throat> what it's going to do is going to get really, really interested in it and then you run out of the room and that keys into the chase um, drive, and your dog will chase after you. But again, bang it on the floor, but don't let the dog get it. And then wave it around and say, oh, where is it? Oh, my God, it's alive, all this and stuff, yeah? And then run back into the other room and then sort of put it in the drawer and go, where's it gone? Where's it gone? And the dog's just going to sit there and go, whoa, 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 whoa. I want it, I want it, I want it. And then <laughs> you basically just go on about your normal life and just calm down. And then do that a couple of times a day and you will see your dog will get so amazingly interested in that toy. And then finally what you do is you start to let him, when you bang it on the ground that sort of stuff, you start to let him grab it just for a couple of seconds. Don't let him play with it lots, just a couple of seconds, then take it away from him and put it back in the drawer again and do the same thing. If you do that for a week or so, your dog is going to be absolutely hooked on that toy. And you're going to have a dog even the dog that's not interested will be interested in that's so what i guarantee it
0: oh this but is something this is something i would like to see videos of if anybody does this throughout the week i would like you to send <laughs> us videos so, cool. so we can see you doing this because it must look hysterical i can just imagine the dog standing there going what on earth are you like doing this
1: but you're <laughs> beginning this yeah, go, yeah, t- yeah, completely. As soon as they get involved and they grab that toy in that sort of final bit, then they're hooked for life. They really are. And once you've got a dog hooked on a toy, it's honestly the joys that you can use uh, that toy for are amazing. If you think about a recall, you know, your dog's on the other side of the park and it's barking at another dog. You suddenly wave your toy around, it's going to come charging to you because you've got the one thing that loves.
0: Uh huh. I was just about to get to the point, like, what's the point? If they don't want to play with the toys, why make yeah. them play with the toys? Can you make a do- an old dog learn to play with toys?
1: Yeah, well you, well, you can, but it's not about making the dog, it's about the dog choosing to. So, for me, it's all about me being so exciting and making this so valuable that my dog has no choice but to say, I want a part of that. I want to be into that game. That's so cool. You're having so much fun. I want to be there with you. <laughs>
0: Give me a piece of that tugging <laughs>
1: toy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and the toy doesn't have to cost very much. It could just be an old sock. <laughs> yeah. Just and whatever your dog is really interested in.
0: Stuff with some things. Uh, 0800 844 747 is the number if you have a question. For Darren, dog behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs that you'd like to put to him about your dog. Or you can text your questions in too. 392. I've got another 10 minutes or so. So you are running out of time. And usually what happens is we get a late rush of calls coming in. So okay. why don't you try and get them now so you don't miss out. I do have a question for you. It's sort of on the biting lines from Mindfulness. My puppy is very yeah. bitey. How do I encourage her not to do this?
1: Right, so biting um, is, with puppies is, is important. They have to do it, okay, because they explore the world with their teeth. So um, you're not so much encouraging the dog not to bite, which sounds a bit strange, you're actually encouraging them to, to bite appropriately. And that's saying that our hands don't um, touch. They don't touch our hands, right? So, so we're giving them lots of things that they can bite. But we're saying every time they bite our hands, it's not it's not the thing. And and actually, tuggy is a really good way to do that. Um, So, so um, if you listen to the rules around tuggy, you can use the tuggy to actually help you to encourage your dog to bite the right things and not your hands. Bearing in mind, though, that. Puppy biting is a bit of a special thing. You can do the owl sort of thing. And if you go on a website, there's always something on there about tuggy biting. I'd say that puppy biting that you can help with. But I guess um, going back to the tuggy games, and like I say, that will address the, the biting. Um, you want to make sure you know how to stop the game. Um, and that's the most important thing, isn't it, for tuggy, yep. is that you, you have to be able to stop and start the game or at least stop the game. And what I want people to understand is when, you, when you're playing tuggy, you're actually the prey. So... When your dog's tugging going crazy, after you've done that silly little game <laughs> that we talked about earlier for a, few, for a few days, then what you do is you stop, you bring the tuggy back in close to you, and then you just wait. <clears throat> and this is the important thing. Mm-hmm. You don't try and take it out of the dog's mouth. Because if you take it out of the dog's mouth, you've made it even more exciting. He's going to want to grow it even more. So you just stop, bring the tuggy into you, and just wait. Now, he's going to keep pulling, okay? And if he's a big dog, he's going to pull hard so you can brace yourself. Um, but just hold on to that. Um, when you don't interact with that toy with that toy and it's not moving, then the prey's dead and your dog's going to get bored of it and he's going to let go of it in the end. Most important thing then is as soon as they let go of it, you put it straight back in the mouth or you give it straight back to them and offer it to them and then tug again. Um, once they realise that they can do that, they'll realise, oh, every time it dies, it comes back to life and I'm going to grab it again. What you can do then is you can say the word get it and then give it to them. And they can, uh, they'll they'll start to put that rule of you get it when I say get it, and then as we as they let go, you can just say leave it, and then they'll start to understand the idea of get it and leave it, and then you've got those boundaries at the beginning of the, the beginning and the end of the game. Right,
0: okay. Sort of like a a, a, do- people- a zombie dog chew toy.
1: Yes, yeah, that's a good one. It <laughs> <laughs> keeps coming back. And, and that's the hardest thing. People people always um. They never kind of understand that you have to have the boundaries in that game because, um, you know, once they understand that this is how it starts and this is how it ends, because otherwise what happens is your dog starts to bring you a toy and then expects you to play with it when he wants to, and then that just becomes a, um, a sort of demanding game. It becomes really annoying is now, what and it becomes. Exactly, uh, yeah. So, so if a dog does bring you a toy to play with, you don't play with it. most important thing, really important, you don't actually play with that toy if they bring it to you. It's only when you bring the toy out. Um, What you're saying is, no, the game only happens when I want it to play because I'm, I'm chilling out and relaxing in front of the TV. I don't want a dog thrusting a toy in my face. Um, and I don't want them to realise it's acceptable to do that because otherwise, like you say, you just get this barking and then the scratching and then it just becomes really painful. Mm. <laughs> so definitely you initiate the game and you stop it totally. Fair enough. Um,
0: Got a couple of questions coming yeah. in I might just throw to you at the moment. Um, yeah, go for it. Darren, let me see, where shall we start? Oh, every Christmas we give our Maggie a new toy wrapped up in Christmas paper. She just loves it. She takes it with her everywhere she goes. At night she collects them all up and takes them to bed. She's six years old. That's pretty cool, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. And you can teach her to to, do the bring me game and name all those toys. So you can ask her to bring you a certain toy. That's pretty cool. when we're playing tuggy, you know, that, that tuggy doesn't ever come down on the floor. It doesn't get left on the floor for the dog. It always gets put away back in that drawer when you finish because then you're adding value to that toy. If you leave a toy on the floor for the dog, um, then there's no value to it. They can get it when they like.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: So um you my, always want to be putting it away.
0: Another question. My schnoodle, 14 months, loves her toys, but if they are soft, she destroys them. She loves to pull out the stuffing. Is there a way to stop this? We end up giving her... Um, we give up, her, she destroys toys like ropes, but we know they are not her favourite.
1: <laughs> um, again, that's down to that predator prey drive, isn't it? So her predator sequence would be to grab and disembowel, a bit like a terrier, I guess. Um, so probably not. That's what. And, and why would you want to? Because she's enjoying it. I would be sort of thinking about toys that are safe that she can do that with, um, because that's actually her enjoyment, isn't it? You okay. it, you'll be taking the best thing ever away from her it's got to be safe now because some of the feelings are a bit dangerous aren't they, you don't want her to eat
0: it so. yeah fair enough uh, 0800 844 if you have an animal question, <coughs> a, dog, a dog question in particular for our dog behaviourist uh, Darren Rowe, Darren it's Jim I'm thinking of getting my young foxy an activity ball but could you tell me what that is please
1: an activity ball. Mm. Um, I'm assuming, oh, I'm not too 100% sure, actually. I'm assuming they're, they're the, like the little balls that have the treats in that you can sort of juggle around and they have to try and get the, the ball, the treats out. Um, I, that's that's what I'm assuming. I might be wrong. Um, but you're probably better off going for something like a Kong um, and just putting the, the treats inside and they can knock them around. Definitely a good thing to do if it gets brain active and it's a, what they call enrichment feeding. Um, but uh, I'm, I've not heard the term activity ball before. Um, but maybe that's a specific name for a toy but yeah definitely toys have got treats now that they have to knock around to try and get toys out uh, get treats out that's, that's a really good idea i
0: tell you what jim um, you get want one and hard. then just know yeah. what it's like yeah
1: yeah you don't want to make it too hard now you don't want to frustrate the dog and yeah. um, build it up slowly I don't makes sense
0: and throw a rubik's yep. cube at them morning um, thing
1: I've got one before you, Joe, if there's any more questions. I've got one thing about tuggy that you have to make sure you do, guys, when you're playing tuggy. If you're playing tuggy, make sure the the tuggy or the the toy is long enough so your dog doesn't accidentally grab your hand. But if they do grab your hand or they grab your clothes or they grab your um, pants and stuff like that to try and tug, the game stops straight away. Okay, Really, really important that Mm -hmm. the dog understands they only play with a toy and they're not playing with your hands or your sleeves, yet the game has to stop. Right. And I think that's where most people go wrong, they let the dog then tug the trousers and things like that. Because the dog doesn't won't distinguish necessarily between the two, but you have to make sure you, you set that clear boundary. And you
0: control the game. The toy gets put away yeah. and it's on your terms.
1: Yep, that's right, Quiz totally. And it's not so much like, oh, I have to be the bottom of that, but, you know, you don't want to get hurt And because what we're doing is we're setting the dog up for success for later and then we might have a, a younger child play tuggy with him and if the dog knows the rules and has the clear boundaries, then he's not going to try and sort of grab the kid and, and play with the kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Uh, very important we get that one sorted.
0: Here's a good question for you. Our Frenchie goes nuts when a baby is around and making baby noises, not aggressively, just very jealous and whiny. How can we get him used to this before we start our family?
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound too good to me, that kind of behaviour. What I would probably do is, um, if you go onto YouTube, there are 101,000 little videos of babies crying, um, there's actually some if you type in dog sensitivity or uh, desensitisation of babies. And what I would do is I'd set up a little crib or set up a little um, area for your baby where your baby's going to go. And I would have your phone there playing those noises. And I would start to desensitise your dog to those noises that, even before the baby's there with some treats and just making it a little positive experience for them. Because it's quite a scary thing, isn't it? And also um, it could sound like a squeaky toy. And we don't want the dog to be um, uh, mistaking uh, um, things like that too, with squeaky no. toys. No, we off. definitely
0: do not. And so I've got a, f-
1: yeah.
0: a final question. This is a good one too. I've got a final question for you too from Jan. I've got a dog that continually licks the carpet when we sit down to watch TV.
1: Interesting. Um must be quite a nice tasty carpet, I guess. Um it could be um there's good a lot of things actually. Um it could be that there's there's food in there, um and very small amounts of food. and the dog's noses are amazing, so they'll smell out a treat that's been there for weeks. Um so they might be doing that. But it might be a nervous thing. Um it might be anxiety that the T V when they sit down and they're ignoring the dog, it might be that the dog gets quite anxious around that. Um it's quite an interesting one. Um I'd probably go whether there's with something in the carpet, to be honest. But if it's a regular thing, if they're licking themselves, then that's definitely something I want to get sorted. But if it's licking in the same spot, possibly there's something in that carpet that the dog really likes.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that would probably be my house. You could probably feed a family yeah. from underneath my sofa at times down the if you've back, got back kids. of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's where they stash all their half-eaten <laughs> crackers. Hey, well, Darren, thank you so much for your time again on a Sunday, as always. And if people want to get in contact no with you, what's the best way that, to do it?
1: Yeah, so the best way is to go through the website. So it's just mindfulnessfordogs.com or you can um always email me on train um at mindfulnessfordogs.com
0: uh, And that's the number four, not the not the written out yeah, four. Of course you yeah, shouldn't say
1: four. Okay, Darren. Uh, although you can do yeah, you can do dot with uh with four <laughs> A normal word. Oh, excellent. Well just to confuse us even more.
0: Hey Darren, thank you so much just and have an absolutely you, wonderful Sunday and uh, we will talk to you next week again. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on the Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.